Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. The Rangers take him two nothing in the conference final, and, and I'll be very honest with you. With yeah. the way all, all that was going down at that point, um, I really thought the Rangers kind of had it. But you know, Cooper did make a really great point. Um, by this, you know, by the end of this this series between Tampa Bay and the Rangers, the Rangers had played twenty games, and if I'm not mistaken, Tampa yeah. Bay had played something like fourteen or fifteen. It was 14. So like you said, he was like, okay, yeah, the rust hurt us a little bit, maybe at the start of the series because we had swept Florida, but things started to catch up to them in regards to fatigue a little bit here. And, and uh, Gallant said as much as well, you know, fatigue played a part here towards the end of the series. So, I mean, you know, it seems like everybody's on. And I believe you and I even mentioned that in one of our, if it wasn't the last episode, it was episode before that, or that may have been the Lennon one. So the one before that. But um, we talked about how if there's a team that's going to go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and at that point, I think we even said it was Colorado who we knew was going to be there. So if you're, a team's going to make it all the way to the finals, God forbid they should be a team that's gone to seven games every series because Colorado didn't do that. And they just, they just, they're ready. To, they're still, they still smell fresh to me. Like I, I like honestly, of of all the teams in the East and the West, I would say this is the most polar opposite styles that that are meeting in the finals, where Tampa Bay isn't relying on their offense. They're they're relying on their their defense. You know, let's spade a spade here. Vasilevsky, um, if Vasilevsky doesn't show up to let's say two or three of those games against New York, this this is an entirely different story. Um, if Vasilevsky shits the bed, let's say on just two of those games, then I believe the Rangers have it. Um, nothing was necessarily not going the Rangers way. Um, it just essentially, it, eventually it just, they ran out of time and they just, they couldn't find the back of the net. They couldn't beat Vasilevsky no matter how hard they tried. And that's basically why the Rangers lost. Not because they got necessarily outplayed, but just because I guess maybe not even in nets, like Shesterkin didn't play bad either. So it wasn't even about that. It was just about Tampa Bay outweighing them, uh, or sorry, outweighting them, and uh, and eventually getting a lucky bounce, and or for lack of a better word, a lucky bounce. And now they're moving on. But that's that championship pedigree. Excuse me, that championship pedigree where you're able to make the things happen that need to happen at the right time. And then you know Tampa maybe they got a little bit lucky too because again the Rangers were really good like they, they could easily be right here right now nothing about those last two games said to me oh Tampa definitely deserves to win this um so but it's well, Tampa I, and <laughs> I mean for me it's just playoff experience man like you know they're down two to nothing that you know and 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 Things are really swinging towards New York side at that point now of course the first two games were at Medicine Square Garden so I, again, yeah. I just I I really do think that what that is is that was a a core of of players from Hedman to Stamkos, Palat, uh, Kucherov, uh, McDonough. You know, go down the list of uh, nobody oh, panicked, dude. It's nobody exactly panicked. where I'm going. It's exactly just where I'm going. Cool. Absolutely. I mean, dude, oh. they rifled off four games. They right just bang bang like yeah. 
We, yeah. We'll give you the first two, and then, okay, well, thanks for coming out. Like, it didn't even get to a seventh game, bud. So, and, no, and, exactly. and again... And that's no slouch no. of a team. They ended up being the best no, out of the Metro. Just, so that's saying a hell of a lot. I was just going to echo that, those same sentiments that you said as well. And this this has, this has is certainly not a case where, oh my God, the New York Rangers played horribly. Because they absolutely didn't. Are there areas that, let's, you know, let, I'll use your term. Let's call a spade a spade. Are there areas that the Rangers could improve on? Sure they can. Five-on-five scoring really hurt them in that series. But what the hell are you going to do whenever Tampa Bay's playing that way? Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like, okay, yeah. you know, we're trying. Like, it's not like they weren't trying. Yeah. They Listen, you ran no. into a, a team that has got two Stanley Cups. They go to a seven-game series yeah. against and, – and, and, you know, I saw a little bit of your write-up there too, Marty. And, you know, going up against the Leafs, you know, you, you, you can – whatever they pulled from that series – it certainly helped them. Mm-hmm. It has certainly helped them. I mean, now, now listen, exactly. they had so much. That's the other piece I was ta- talking have... about earlier is that like one was Cooper saying it got a chance to be a dynasty, but the other one is the Maple Leafs in the first round. Really? Well, I mean, they were like no, their springboard. And, and that's, and that's a perfect way of putting it. Like there isn't one thing. I don't think that the Tampa Bay Lightning can say, Oh my God, thank God we went through this with the Toronto. I think it's just, it was just something that, you know, that maybe they, I don't want to say that they need it. I don't think any team necessarily wants to go to a deciding seventh game. But, you know, once you win the series and you can kind of look back and reflect a bit on it before before round two, you know, kind of good for a team like the Leafs. You know, that's that's a pretty offensive team there. And, you know, yeah. listen, not, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's an elite goaltender, but you still have to be able to put the puck behind this goaltender. I mean, for the first mm-hmm. half of the year, the guy played pretty good. I think the injury definitely had yeah. a part in his second uh, second part of the season struggles, yes. um, but yeah, when yeah. it comes to when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning, I just think that they've been through this so often. I mean, the last two years and through so much attrition that you're just able to, you know, whether you were down one game, whether you're down two, like it doesn't matter the situation that they find themselves in, whether that be positive or negative outlook, they're able to to figure it yeah. out from there. And and you saw it, like it's just. It was an absolute roller. Like it just kept rolling downhill. They they win that third game, and I think I I honestly think I don't think they get. I they weren't necessarily ready when they came into the Toronto series. I think honestly, what that Toronto series did to them, it gave them a sense of urgency of I like. Think so. Look, these these teams can take it away from us in a heartbeat. We think we're, you know, because we're working on a dynasty that something's going to be given to us. Not that I'm positive none of them were thinking that. But I think they may have walked into it a little too unknowingly uh, comfortable or lackadaisical. But then when Toronto smacked them, because in the end, Toronto outscored them in that series, even though they lost the series. They outscored them 24 to 23. And then every series after that, Tampa didn't allow more than I think it was 15 goals. So that Toronto series was something different for them. They themselves had to play better. They scored 23 goals, but they didn't, They I think collectively over the last two series, maybe have scored 23 goals. So again, it, it brought them to that sense of urgency that was definitely not there in the Toronto series until late. And thankfully, they were able to capitalize at the right time and, you know, I say thankfully, but really I would have preferred to see Toronto win. But thankfully for, for Tampa Bay, at the end, they figured it out and they stayed on top of it. And then after that, they 
I don't know. It, like it, like everybody said, it, it put them into championship mode and they, they smartened the hell up. Well, smartened up indeed because, dude, since, since that Florida series, like, I, yes, they went down two games to nothing against the Rangers, but after that point... Didn't, didn't it, feel like it. It, it they they were never really in trouble like there was never any again we'll kind of use the word panic there was absolutely no panic in this team and yeah. listen uh, listen you know tip of the cat for them they're doing exactly what they should be doing with the type of team that they have having said yeah. that i do believe i do yeah. believe that they are going to meet their maker here this is a different test for them uh, even even the one for Toronto, like Toronto, similar in the sense that they could there's enough players on that team to put the puck behind the goalie. But um, Toronto, you know, not having that extra piece, and, and I think that extra piece is um, maybe one or two extra players that they can that they can turn to, Colorado that that is um, that kind of give them that little extra depth. I think Colorado has just that little bit more depth that flows well with within their their style of play, which is you know fast, sharp, uh, crisp. Yeah, when you got somebody like Cal McCarr back there doing what he can do, you know, cutting in on the rush and everything too, like, and then you throw in Nathan McKinnon, and I know Kadri's out right now, although he claims he's not. Uh, he, I believe he at uh, one point retweeted uh, someone that said that Kadri was out for the season or for the rest of the playoffs, and then he followed that up by saying um, I wouldn't bet on it so he might be coming back but who knows um, you know Landis Gog R- uh, Rantanen and then you got Lechnin, uh, New Newhook um, so many other players that can just that just continue to squeeze in there comfort who's like next level right now for some reason they continue to squeeze in there and make their presence known Colorado is going to be see the way I see this this particular series going I think you're going to see both teams dominate one game over another within their style there's going to be one game that's going to be like six to four and then another game that's gonna be like three to one and then it's right behind it seven to six and then you know two nothing like stuff like that i think we're really going to see the best of both worlds with this or tampa's gonna be like a fucking fool and they're gonna sweep colorado i mean there's two players that you didn't happen to mention and i was actually kind of thankful because i wanted to bring them both up that i think could play a pivotal part in this series and it's Nishushkin and uh, Burakovsky, uh, both wings. Oh, both wings. really? He's been benched a couple times, well, too. Well, here's my thing with the, with these two guys. You know, your Landis Gogs and, and, and your Rantanins and your McKinnons, and then, of course, you know, Palats and, and Stamkoses and your Kutra. Like, there's a lot of guys that, quote-unquote, you'll be able to kind of cancel each other out, okay? Hedman, Makar, whatever. Right. That's right. So to me, you start getting in. What really starts to get interesting is guys like the Lekkinen and and or a New Hook or a Nishushkin or yeah. a Burakovsky. These are the types of guys that are going to potentially swing that series for you. You know, thinking maybe from Tampa Bay side, you're looking at people uh, guys with a little maybe a little bit more sandpaper. Uh, you're probably looking at uh, Ross Colton or a Kalorn. Uh, or even a Nick Paul, Nick Nick Kalorn, Paul, yeah. uh, that kind of third line thing. Go, Corey, Corey Perry. Perry. So <laughs> that that you know, kind of different. Like you're saying, different styles. And I do believe that the more defensive hockey is going to come from Tampa Bay. I think you know, color. I think Colorado knows what they are, and and it's not that they cannot play defense. 
they're just they're it's kind of this offensive machine like, you know we're going to kind of overrun you with offense a little bit again not to say they can't play d but dude we we saw some some highlights here from tampa bay over these playoffs there were like five and ten and fifteen minute stretches here of just clinical defensive hockey from Tampa yeah. Bay. So, yeah. so it, it you know listen, it, it's going to be an exciting series just with the two teams involved. I mean, massive heavyweights. There isn't this surprise team like Montreal last year. Any of that business. Two heavyweights going at it. Mm-hmm. Two teams that at the beginning of the year you could have potentially said, listen, these teams are going to both win their conference. It, it, yeah. This is going to be an awesome, awesome series. You can pull it whatever way you want. Maybe Tampa is a little more defense. Maybe Colorado is a bit more offense. Whatever way you're looking at it, I mean, it's got everything you want. So here's a question then. Can you, do you, like, let's say the series, can you, can either team stay with the other team if that team is doing what they do best? Now, let me try to, capture exactly what that means can tampa keep up with colorado offensively in a game not necessarily in the series i'm just asking in a game or and vice versa can colorado keep up defensively with tampa bay like is there either one of those teams that can keep up with the the thing that they don't necessarily do better well and i i i want to say tampa could can at least Tampa can keep up offensively with Colorado better than Colorado can keep up defensively with Tampa Bay. And I say that only because the back end of Colorado doesn't have a Vasilevsky. So I think, again, it, you know, there's a big piece there in net that Colorado doesn't have. Frank Kuz, yes, he got the shutout the mm-hmm. one time and it was recent. So people were probably going to go quick to that. But I don't that's. Okay, so what? I, <laughs> like, I, that's not who he I'm is. I'm gonna try to answer you. It may be long winded, and I may not, and I may not give that's you good. an answer at all. So here we go. <laughs> can Tampa Bay keep? Yeah, can Tampa answer, Bay answer. keep up with uh, Colorado's offense? I think the answer to that is yes, and I don't think it's necessarily the way you think it would be. I think Colorado knows who they are. Okay, this is a team. They are going to push the pace, man. Like we've seen this all year. Anytime you, anytime you watch a yeah. Colorado game, they are going to push the pace. I think that Tampa Bay can stay with them. And I'll say it generalistic like that can stay with them, stay with them offensively, yeah. stay with them pace wise. But I think it's going to come from their experience, Marty. The, the, uh, another, another, opposite that these two that, that kind of what rather than chase them they're going to just i i think zone exactly them out. I, I think i think that tampa okay. is just gonna dude they've been through this two times now and you and let's just call it what it is they've yeah. been through this three times now okay they maybe haven't won it yet but yeah. they've been here three times now in a row so yeah. if any group if any group like look colorado is is full of piss and vinegar running gun youth right tampa bay is an older squad i'm not saying that these guys can't move kucherov can these guys can skate i'm just saying like line after line after line after line like colorado just doesn't stop it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it's coming at you coming at you Mm. coming at you so yeah i do think that tampa bay can hang with that 
I just don't think it's going to be in a chasing fashion. Like, you know what I mean? These guys are going to no. be playing it smart. Yeah, they're, they're smarter playing than that. it smart and experienced. Um, they've got the advantage in nets, and that can be a bit of a swing there because, uh, you know, Kemper's a good goalie, but uh, like we're talking big time now here, brother. Okay, one guy's one guy's been yeah. there, done that, and keeps being clutch every step of the way as they go march to a third one. Yeah, you're you're popping in here as a first timer, so to speak. So big time yeah. advantage there. I do think the roster overall, defense and off and forwards, I I do believe that that does swing to Colorado's way. The roster itself, the damage that they can do, the type of like kind of as I'm just saying this as a whole here. But, and this is the big but, and we could have said the same thing here in round three, two, and one. Tampa Bay has been here. Like, if they're in trouble, okay, if they're in trouble, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way to figure it out. They figured out Toronto. They completely whitewashed Florida. They like, th- you know, th- thanks for being yeah. the most dominating offensive team in the pa- in the past twenty five years, two decades. See yeah. ya, sweep. Then they come. Then and like and, it meant nothing. And yes, it went six games against the Rangers, Marty. But and look, I was pulling for the Rangers. I had a little thing for them. Dude, that 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 you could honestly, in, in a weird way, say that that. So it's your fault be, then. Could be, could be. <laughs> I may get a call this week. I don't know, but you brought that <laughs> bullshit Canadians hype over. We didn't need no, that they, shit. And I say we like all of a sudden <laughs> I'm a Ranger fan. But I mean, it, it, it's a case where no matter what I think in regards to you know, and and I think if I'm picking, I think that Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. But you know what? Ta- but, but oh, ta- okay. But ta- to it. Tampa just—they have a way of just saying, "Hey, ah oh, man." They, they just, really do. I like f- when you like think they're done, they're not done. Bet. They're not. Well, exactly. And that's why I feel like right now, I, I feel, feel like, like going to make me eat crow, man. Um, <laughs> after what I just said, yeah. Like momentum <laughs> is telling me to go Colorado. Hype is telling me to go Colorado. It feels like it's Colorado's time. But I feel I like Tampa Bay is like that. That fucking, I know. I don't know. How, how do you how do you say? You know, I you know actually hockey is a good comparison because we're within hockey. It's not much of a comparison. You know, at the end of warmups, and there's just always the last two guys who are yep. off the ice, yep. and they just they don't. They're not going off the ice, and then so you rock paper scissors it. Well, Tampa is that guy you rock paper scissor every single time, and he wins every yep. goddamn time, even though. You're at home. It's your home ice. It's your turn. Damn it. It's mine. And then, no, the guy, you throw a rock, he throws paper, you're done. And you got to concede. So that's Tampa. Tampa just, they don't care what you think. No, man. They don't care what you feel. This is mine. Come get it. Yeah, it's like, come. (laughs) And that's Tampa. And and you're right. That's what they feel like. like. It's it's ours. Because it was Toronto's time. It was Toronto's time. 100% was their time. My God, they had it in game six, but they didn't. And, and it went to seven and everybody knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. And then they went up against Florida and Florida's like, no, no, screw off. It's our time. President's trophy. Screw you. And Tampa says, I really don't think so. And then sweeps them. 
And then now we're here with New York, where New York honestly came out with all of the momentum and said, the only way you're beating us is if you go on a tear of four games in a row and Tampa said, Fine. no problem. <laughs> I got it. I <laughs> mean, good. like, you, you, how do you bet against them? Honestly, at this point? I will say, like, th- this is this is definitely a pick em. This is the pick em Stanley Cup. I mean, look, last year, Tampa Bay, Montreal, come on. I mean, I'm a Habs fan, and even, I'm a Habs yeah. fan, and even I can sit there. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> you know, we got there. We're not going to do a goddamn thing about it, but we got there. So, I mean, th- this but is the really pick them. I mean, you, 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 obviously, one team will will take this. I mean, so yes, I, I can't sit here and say you can't lose no matter which way you go, because yes, you can. But th- this yes, really, can. really. I mean, Marty, we, we've gone over it all from the goaltending. Oh. You know, one's got the advantage, uh, you know, in the way of the pace of play. Maybe you've got the Colorado team that has the advantage. It, it You know, one young, a young group, a younger group in Colorado. You got a little bit of an older kind of wily uh, experienced. You know, I wouldn't say old, but, you know, they're experienced over there in Tampa Bay. This is going to be one hell yeah. of a series. And I will say this. If Tampa Bay manages to win this and. Listen, that would be incredible as well, a three-peat. But, but yeah. I if Colorado cannot get over the hump this year, I got to think that this is the same thing. It, it'll do the same thing to what Columbus and that sweep of the Lightning did a couple of years back before the Tampa Bay Lightning started going on their Stanley Cup tears because, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you got to really – and listen – I don't even pretend to know what the pain would feel like to play 82 games of professional hockey, play at least 12 uh, to get to the Stanley Cup, and then lose it. Like, you know, it it literally is taken away from you. Like, that's it. It's done. One team's won, and life moves on, and you can't go back. So you got to figure that that pain there would be such an absolute motivating factor. Not saying Colorado's going to lose this. I'm yeah. just saying, if they do, man, oh man, you have one hell of a motivating factor to march yourself right back there next year. Oh yeah, and I I fully expect Colorado to be in this conversation for the next three, possibly to five years, uh, but definitely in the next three years, Colorado, we will be talking about them on our show for the next three years. Um, and I'm trying. So right now, I'm just I'm just going over some some stats and and whatever I can find online that compares these two teams to each other. And I'm trying to find a hole where it's like, oh well, clearly this is it. And and I was and I was like, oh, you know what? The plus minus, okay, that all right. Definitely, Colorado has a huge advantage, obviously, because they're scoring more goals. But the thing that you don't get with these stats the thing you can't find with any of that is what makes tampa great is are the the intangibles things that like aren't necessarily coming up on the stat sheet because it's experience it's i know what to do in this moment they got outscored by toronto in the first series yet they won so it's that kind of stuff that tampa bay does they give you every every ounce of uh justifiable belief that your team is about to win it and then they come out of nowhere and they take it from you. And you don't have anything to point at. You don't have anything to say except I got beat by the best. And that's just Tampa. 
And that's what they're going to do. They're not going to make it make sense. <laughs> they're going to make it they're going to make it seem as frustrating as possible. Like you said, they're not going to chase Colorado around the ice. They're going to let Colorado skate wherever they go. Doesn't matter. You want to skate circles around the back of that? No problem. You're not going to have a clear shot. There's going to be bodies in front of everything. And even if you do get close enough to a shot, it won't be at the hash marks. It'll be somewhere between there and the blue line, we'll say, or uh, the red line. And that's it. That's what you're getting. You're not getting anything in close. I, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. I'm saying this is how Tampa wins. You don't, you don't see it. You don't see like, well, you know, Colorado did manage to get 27 shots on net. Yeah, but they attempted 58. And so that means they stopped as many as they let get through. And those 23 shots were, like I said, hash mark and up. Those are low percentage goals. And you've got Vasilevsky back there. So don't worry, he can handle those shots. So that's how that's how Tampa wins. You got to really kind of dig through that, but that's how Tampa wins. Like Colorado will outplay them, but it won't matter. I mean, and, and Marty, you and I both know from playoff hockey, some of these GMs at the trade deadline are looking for that. And sometimes you don't know exactly what form that's going to take, but they're looking for those intangibles. They're looking for... Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking for, uh, you know, I'll be getting to him in my beauties and the beast, but Nick Paul, this guy, this guy goes yeah. from Ottawa, the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and, I bothered me that they well, traded him. I mean, well, you know, and, and, like, listen, I'll give away a little bit of what I'm going to talk about there. This guy's going to get himself a nice little contract for everything that's happened here after the deadline. He should. So he's going to be one of my beauties on the simple fact that this guy's played himself a new, new contract, man. So, and, and. And these GMs have to find those players. I mean, obviously, Breezebo is trying to construct another third line to try and, you know, recreate. Listen, I don't think you're going to get, he had some, he had a sweet third line last year. Let's call it what it was. I mean, that was just awesome. You're, I don't know if you're ever going to necessarily recreate yeah. that per se, but if you can get, if you can get that third line to be somewhat of an identity, whether that's a bang and crash line, whether that's a line that's going out there and giving the energy, yeah. whatever the whatever the case may be, but I mean, th these intangibles are amplified in the playoffs, plain and simple. I mean, yeah. look at Andre Palat. I mean, the the guys go, the guys going yeah. off for almost a point a game. So, I mean, you need you you just you need you need year, these right? guys, and you know, I I really do think that this. I don't know if it's going to come down to splitting hairs or not, but I could really see this series going that way, man, because like you're saying, you know, you can kind of look at it, head on to NHL.com or whatever website that you read your hockey from and, you know, find some sort of a tail of the tape between these two clubs. It, it Listen, you may have a team that has an advantage in one particular category or the other, but when it's all said and done, you get to the bottom of that ledger, dude, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, and even if it's not, particular if it's even if it's not the same um, in black and white i mean your intangibles come into play you know the the, the youthful exuberance of 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 uh, colorado is that going to hurt them is that going to help them like there's just there's there's so many variables that we don't know about yet so yeah there's i mean there's there's so many intangibles right like it, we we just don't know we don't know how that's going to end up going at the end of the day and i mean we're gonna yeah, we're yeah. gonna have fun figuring it out mind you but yeah. we'll, we'll see how this all works well, out like i for as much as I I want to say, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna have a seven game series and all this, and because I do think I I if I if I oof, somehow was a betting person and could bet on this, I would I would bet that it goes the distance. But 
something tells me that Tampa is willing to shut this out uh, in four games and they've, they've got the skill to do it and it would just be frustrating to see, but um, because like, I don't know if I, I really don't know who it is I'm pulling for. I want Colorado to win. I want one for Colorado for sure. Um, But there's something nice about being around for a, for, for a team that can win three in a row. And that's very special. And I don't know that we would necessarily find that ever again with the way things are going. Like, I, I do feel, I do feel like Tampa is proving this. And this is an interesting thought. And I, I just, it just hit me. Tampa is sort of showing that in the playoffs, nothing has really changed. Like if you're going to win the Stanley Cup final, or sorry, if you're going to win the Stanley Cup, you're going to need to play certain things that have always sort of been there. You need killer instinct. You need to be physical. You need to throw the body in front of the puck as much as another body. Um, you know, tight defense, you know, can win you games, not just games, but series and stuff like that. I find the regular season has kind of been handed over to the youth of hockey where it's quicker a lot. There's like no clutching and grabbing. They're basically calling everything now, but it, there's there's a lot of positive and all that that came out too. Like hockey is a lot more, it's a lot quicker now. It's a, and it's a lot more fun in that sense. Whereas I know there's a lot of purists who say like, oh, I, I miss the, you know, you can't hit anybody anymore. And, you know, I miss the, the fighting and all that kind of stuff. Like all that, that's gone out. Not that there's fighting in playoffs, but I do feel like the playoffs are showing that like, no, there's actually, a, in order to get to Stanley Cup and in order to win that, you really need to be, there's a championship mode within hockey that is has always been there and and needs to be respected. If you're going to make it as far as your as like your Tampa Bay's and, you, and your Colorados right now, you need to do it. You need to have all the right pieces in all the right place, just like you've always needed. So grit, um, uh, heart, uh, that kind of stuff is still very very much there in the playoffs. Maybe not so much in regular season. I I just don't know what to say about this series any more than we already have, man. Like. This thing is just going to be, this thing is going to be a, it's going to be a barn burner. Like, I mean, these two teams with the, with the offense that they can provide. Wow, man. Like, honestly, we're going to, this is really going to be good for hockey. Like, you know, listen, from a, from from a fan standpoint, from a hockey, I mean, even if you're a hockey purist, like, dude, how can, how can, how can you not like this matchup? Like yeah. this is two heavyweights, man. This is this this is what we kind of hope for almost on a yearly basis. Do you like a little surprise every once in a while? Sure, but you kind of want to see the heavyweights yeah. go at it. Like, and I was I was going to say it earlier. I mean, I would think that Colorado wanted this matchup. Like, I, I would have to imagine they're pull, they were pulling for Tampa Bay in the conference finals because listen, if we're going to do this, I, we want to do it against the best. Like, get, we want to take the best shot. You got it. We want it. We want to take whatever whatever take the league from, has got as take the best it from shot, them. and then yeah. we'll see where we at. Yeah. Where we're at. Like this is like if you're talking about a measuring stick for the Colorado That's Avalanche right. franchise. Guess what, boys? You're about to get it. You're about to get it. You're gonna find out yeah. exactly where your team's at with this series. What you need. What you don't need. <laughs> all of it. And the great thing about Tampa is that they can turn their game around in a, in a different direction at any given moment. I don't think they're built to sustain a high offensive uh, output uh, game after game after game. But I do believe they can, they can, in a moment, 
be taken there and be very much competitive within that. We've seen it. They've had some high-scoring games where they've come out on top. So I do think they can, like, if Colorado decides, not decides, if Colorado somehow comes out and, like, scores, you know, four or five goals, Tampa is very, very capable of keeping up with that. Um, they can go on a tear all of a sudden. Stammer is absolutely capable of getting a hat trick. Hedman is absolutely capable of getting potting in a couple of his own. Kucherov can absolutely go off on you and just rule the game. Um, they, they can find ways to make that happen for themselves. So a question for you then, because I think you're kind of going down this path. Let me ask you this. Would you would you believe that Tampa Bay is the more adaptable team than Colorado? Yes. Oh, yeah. It, they right. Not only that, Tampa Bay can – they can – what they can do to the pace of play is something that Colorado absolutely cannot do except for one way. Like if, if Colorado is given a little bit of air to breathe, then good luck trying to take it back from them. They're going to dance. They're going to just skate circles around you and and they're going to do a very good job of it. And they're going to put it behind the net every time they get down in your zone, but it, it won't take, I don't see Tampa Bay giving that up easily. I don't see Tampa Bay not being able to recover if they happen to slip. I think Tampa is better at, like, you, like you're asking, um, they're the better team at adapting and making changes, especially on the fly, too, than, than Colorado is. That's, I think that's part of why they, they are where they are. They adapted their game to, to fit Toronto, which is different than what they were playing. And then they kind of held the pace of play against Florida, and then they definitely held their own against New York. So these are all – New York is kind of, the, of the three, the closest match in terms of style of play to Tampa. But in the end, I, I thought New York had more firepower, which they, you know, they, do, they still do, but they, they weren't able to you know, actually get some goals and, and stay on top of it. So, so, no, I think in the end, it's Tampa's – it is. It's always been Tampa's championship to lose, so long as they've been in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But now more so than ever, because they're right on the doorstep. That Colorado is going to really have to take it from them and never relinquish. If they relinquish any amount of momentum, um, it, it can. Because I think you and I even talked about it with the Rangers series. If the Rangers didn't win Game Three that we said it was probably over by then, even if they came back and won game four. And sure enough, look what happened. They lost those 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 two games. And I believe the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and check. But I think in that third game, they were either up one nothing or 2 nothing or whatever it was. Um, like they, yes. They, I they were, say handling, two, they were yeah. handling the game, and then they, I think yep. it was a 3-2. It ended up being a 3-2 to two loss, I think, maybe. Either Some way, yeah. I, I'm going down the same path that you are. I... Colorado can definitely this can be a quick series for yep. Colorado. Yeah. But I, I I do think you're right though. It's gonna be one of those where if that if that snowball starts rolling downhill, you better make sure that it never stops. Because you and I have seen it with Tampa Bay. And yeah. perfect perfect point there with uh, game three of the uh, Rangers series. That's where it ended for the Rangers, man. You, yeah. you were up, yet you had it kind of in your grasp. You could have taken that stranglehold 3 nothing lead. Yeah. Boom. Before you and know you, it, you're gone. You're done. That's you're Exactly. Done. That's that's the thing. Like, and, you blink with Tampa. Yeah. You're, they're going to make you pay for it. And Colorado I, better be careful. I have to agree. I have to agree with you wholeheartedly there. I think that if, you know, listen, I, I do think that it's going to go a lengthy series, six, seven games for sure. 
Um, yeah. uh, you know, and again, adaptability. I do think that Tampa has ways to, to, to win these games uh, and control some of these games even. I, I don't – this isn't going to be a uh, um, – a changing of the throne here, and then Colorado is just going to take this thing over here. Like, obviously, we've seen we've seen it all playoffs long. We know the Lightning are not going down without a fight, however big that fight may be. Yeah, but I will. Uh, but I do have to agree with you one hundred percent. If that ball ball starts to roll for Colorado, <laughs> they better figure they better figure a way to make sure it never stops because. Wow. That if 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 you give them a little bit of light, we've seen what the what the lightning have been able to do. So, it, you know that that's going to be on that's going to be on the coaching staff for Colorado. That's uh, you know and the players themselves. Like, listen, I mean, I, I don't know how much more motivated you need to be uh, if you're in the Stanley Cup. But I mean, like, this is it, man. Do you, this is your holy this is your holy grail. I I got a question for you. Do you think Braden Point? Even if he does play, do you think that adds enough to Tampa's team to say, okay, now now Colorado's really in trouble? Because uh, I'll say this much: a healthy and grooving Braden Point, because he hasn't been grooving this year; mm-hmm. it was one of his down years. But a healthy and groovy Point actually is. The, the uh, in my opinion the one piece that if Tampa had that right now I'd say it's Tampa's they're gonna win the cup again if they had that one extra player that as good as Braden point usually is he's a 90 point producer um he's very capable and in the playoffs too he's definitely a point a game uh producer there like even in these playoffs he's got four and seven I know that's not great or anything but keep in mind the second leading scorer in the on the Tampa Bay team right now is Palat with 16 and 17 so no one it this is this is a different team but I think with point in in there and again a point that's playing well I think it gives Tampa that extra nudge so again my question is let's say he's healthy because I, I I can't assume that he's found his groove but let's say he's healthy do you think Braden Point brings what that piece could be to Tampa. If Braden Point is playing healthy and playing well, I think it would, I think it could almost make me switch my, you know what? I think it would make me switch my decision. And I'm going to tell you why. If this guy's healthy, especially on the power play. Oh, yes. It's just, for, for, for me, it's just another weapon. Yeah. Now, you know, as you were asking the question, I, I was kind of, you know, getting my answer prepared. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know, if the guy could even play just on the power play, would that be all right? And and I'd have to Ooh. say that, no, that would not be all right. And here's why. If he's really hurting that bad, Marty, and you can only really get him on that power play, that means yeah. that the power play is over. He sits on the bench and he's not taking a regular shift. So that yeah. means that there's somebody doubling for three periods true right? yeah and in in today's nhl where marty we know that these shifts are 35 seconds to 40 seconds long yeah. and and we've seen it time and time again ice the puck ice the puck ice the puck before you know it some of these players have been out there for over two minutes yeah. sure you can have stop you can have stoppages of time but marty 
and I don't even pretend to know the the physical demands of, of a professional <laughs> hockey game. Yeah. But dude, I, I would I literally would probably pass out in the first five seconds of a game. <laughs> yes, you would. So <laughs> uh, like I'm just like the, these guys have they they need that player. Yeah. They they wouldn't just be able to have to have point on the ice for six to eight minutes and and like you know basically six and a half minutes of it be on the power play like yeah they 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 need that body kind of coming in coming out so, at least I would feel anyway so well because the other thing he does when he's on even strength right is he's he tires those players out too right because he's 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 that dynamic of a player that you you don't have a choice someone needs to watch him when he's on the ice and he'll be you know his pairing will be the first line so whoever's on that first line. You know, he's got to wear them out. So that's the other side of things that he does as well, because you don't have a choice. It's, that's just that's just how the shit works. But I I agree with you. Like I, I don't think I don't think just having while I was intrigued by it, um, I don't think having him on the power play is enough. Um, but if he is healthy, um, I absolutely would slot him in. Probably I think back in his usual spot, which I believe is on the second line. Um, and then top line power play, then even a struggling point definitely makes things a little more interesting. Tampa's way, not that it wasn't already, but like now I've got a little something else to swing. There's something else that swings in their favor now, so it, it gets pretty serious if you've got Braden Point playing. But again, I don't, I don't believe he is planning on playing. I know he was practicing. Um, but it's whether or not he's actually going to play. It's far from a guarantee that point will be available for game one versus the Avalanche on Wednesday, but it certainly appears as though the 26-year-old center is trending in the right direction. In the first round against Toronto, point guard... Okay, whatever, that's fine. So it sounds like the intent is to have him playing in this series. For me, if I can... Okay, when I say if I can get 15 to 16 minutes out of him a night, now, Marty, I can't have him at like 50% for 15 to 16 minutes. I need about an 80 to 85. I don't mind if he's injured. If yeah. he can play th- if he can play through it and it not do any detriment to him down the road, okay? Cuz I'm obviously I'm thinking of it as an organization here. If I can get him in there for 15 to 16 minutes and him be able to give me 80 to 85%. Now mind you that 15 to 16 minutes is going to include any power play time. Yeah. Okay, so he plays good. Maybe 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 that bumps up to seventeen and a half to eighteen minutes if he you know if there's a lot of power plays that game. Marty, if he can give me that, I I I, I'm toggling on the fence, bud. Yeah, it makes it hard. If if he can give me anywhere between, I'll say if he can give me sixteen to eighteen minutes, a solid sixteen minutes. And yeah. some, and if he splashes into 17, 17 and a half with power play time, whatever, if he can give me that, because Marty, you're just, yeah, it's another weapon. Well, because, see, if, because he, if had, he's, he had, um, so his entire, the only thing he's done this year, this, uh, this playoffs is that he's played against Toronto. That's it. So he had four, he had four points in seven games, two goals, two assists. Now in technically speaking, yeah now he played so he played 19 then 21 then 21 then 27 which would have been the overtime uh for three game but still i mean anytime you put in 27 minutes on a bad hip that's that's gonna leave a mark 
And then the next game is when he went down. He played five minutes and he went down. Sutton managed two shots on goals. My point, though, is like, let's say in the, in the last two games, he's got two points. Like, in his career, postseason, he is a 1.04 player. And he even had, he had 33 points in 23 games in 2019-20. And then next year, just not as many assists. He had the same amount of goals, but 10 less assists. So he's still a point a game. He's that kind of player. Like he can really take a shift and just, you know, I'm going to, I'm with the help of other people. I'm going to, we're going to win this together. Like he is a great piece to that puzzle. And again, only 26, like this team. He's that guy, Marty. I mean, he, he's that guy that can, he he will make something happen. I I was going to compare him to Matthew Kachuk. And I'll tell you why we were talking about Matthew a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And it, it, it was the combination of the sandpaper and the skill. Now, yeah. I don't know if I want to go so far with the sandpaper for point. But what I Probably will not. say with point, let's go with intangibles. Okay. He, he's either, he's going to go out there and he's going to be the best player on that shift for either team. Yeah. Um, he's going to go out there. He's going to make an incredible pass. He, he's going to do something. When yeah. he goes out onto the ice, he's, there's very few times where he's not creating or making something happen. Yeah. So there's just that comp like, Hey, there's a lot of great offensively skilled guys in the, in the NHL, but that's kind of all they are, right? Like they're offensively driven Yeah. points, offensively driven. We've seen the type of heart and soul player he can be. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy, you know, this guy's dying right now going for a third cup. You you kidding me? Like this guy wants to be all over that team. So yeah. he's going to try everything he possibly can to get in in this final. I just don't know how bad that hat, that hip is. I just don't. Because it, when he tried to come back there, what, in the second round? Or was it yeah. maybe early? Like any, there were those highlights where he just took that spill. I'm like, dude, that just is not looking good at all, man. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, far be it from me being a doctor here or anything. Like, I, I wouldn't. No, but. But that just didn't didn't pass the eye test at all. Like I mean, it just didn't. Look and I know good. what we. I mean, you and I know what these guys are like around playoff times. Like they're honest to God. They're just stitch me up and put it back, put me back in there. I don't want to miss a shift. And you know, I would really doubt that uh, that point is any different than any, anybody else. So you're right. It's killing him right now, and that's going to drive him to say things like, "No, it you know it doesn't hurt that bad. You know, just put some, uh, just give me some." Uh, give me a cortisone shot and I'll get right back out there. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Okay. I might need two, you know, like, and they'll just put themselves in that situation. Um, Personally, I don't think that's the right call. I think right now with how Tampa is playing, they can beat. I'll say it this way. Tampa Bay can beat this Colorado team with the way they've been playing more than they can beat this Colorado team with an injured Braden point playing through it. I don't Fair think enough. that helps the team. I think Fair it's enough. better that point just sits it out and, you know, I mean, maybe you get inserted well, later on in this series, but if you really can't go, you should be honest. You should not push this through cuz Tampa can do this. Maybe if you're trailing the series 3 to 2 or you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, uh, you know, spark. maybe a seventh game he comes in or whatever. I I don't know, but I would Something have to agree that, yeah. with I would have to agree with you. I mean, uh, unless he's 
kind of ready to go. Like unless yeah. he's he's he, unless he's on that 80, positive side. I take side. an eighty five. I take an eighty five, yeah. eighty maybe. But I think anything below that, like a like a, if if he can, if he can only skate to let's say seventy five percent of what he's yeah. capable of. Yeah. You might be better off not playing, and we'll put someone who can, you know, get to that seventy-five percent, but it's their one hundred percent. But at least they're healthy about it, and they can do a little bit more because you you're restricted, especially with a hip. Yeah, I mean, if like I say, if he's on the positive side of the ledger, and and he and he can go, and and listen, like I mean, there's a lot of people that are keeping an eye on him, and I'm sure that you know, if he can, he can't. Yeah, but if he can, if he can, okay. But I, I, I would agree Just with you. Sure. I think, I, well, I think the team is. You gotta, you gotta keep that chemistry in mind too. Like, listen, I get point, point of game, point of game player, the whole nine yards. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you have gotten where you are right now with the lineup that you've gotten there, and people are really starting to get entrenched into their roles. So, yeah. you know, again, and if he's ready to rock, so too. perfect. Yeah, if he is, yeah, and, and if he's not ready to rock, then you know, be be good to be true to your team and understand that you swept Florida, uh, you essentially swept New York. You let them have two, and then you sweat them. Um, so you're you're capable. You don't have to do yeah. this with yeah. point. So you can definitely do it without it. So um, now, one thing I one if if we are moving on from our cup final preview. Before we head out, I'm gonna need a prediction from you. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why? Yes, I'm because I'm forcing <laughs> you to do it. I'll tell you what. I'm going. Let's see. I'm okay. going Colorado. So it just comes. To, I'm gonna give you some time to think about it because I'm going Colorado, and I think. You know what? I am gonna go seven games. I'm gonna go seven games because it is Tampa. <laughs> so you know what? Colorado and seven. Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. You're welcome on the bench with Beaks. Yes. So, okay. I, I guess I'll I guess I'll give you three answers. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you what Re- do really I nailing want? it down tonight, eh, Marty? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you forty-two different answers. Now listen. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm saying three because this is what it's going to be. I'm going to tell you what I I want to happen. Okay. What yeah. I fear will happen but what i okay. think will happen okay. okay yeah what i hope will happen is exactly what you said colorado and seven i hope that's what happens not only because i want colorado to win but because i wanted to go seven games and i and and i think that gives us man this i think that gives us what i said at the beginning where it's going to be colorado is going to win six to four and then tampa is going to win two nothing and then colorado is going to win Eight to five, and then you know it's gonna it's gonna play to each other's strengths. Colorado mm-hmm. will win the games that are high offensive, and Tampa's gonna win the games that are low defensive, and that's how it's gonna go back and forth. But because you're, you're it starts in see, Colorado, sorry. You're, so, so you're saying you're gonna see a team basically impose their will of play on any yep. on any on any given game, so to speak. That's right. Fair enough. Fair and, enough. I, and I think that's how it plays out. What I fear is going to happen is that Tampa is going to win and it's going to be in five games and each game is going to be low scoring. Okay. And I, I don't want that to happen as much as I do like the idea of watching a team in my, from that I'm watching, I'm part of in a sense because I'm alive. Uh, (laughs) 
actually become a three-peater and essentially enter the we're a dynasty conversation. That's exciting. To be a part of that is great because it's unique. It doesn't happen very often. We haven't seen it for a very long time. And to have that happen would be really something special. So I would at least appreciate it from that sense. But I fear it because it's five games and it's boring hockey. Okay. <laughs> and it's like edge of your seat kind of hockey. Now, what do I think will happen? I do think Colorado wins it in seven. I, I do think okay. that's where we end up. and I But I don't think it's necessarily in the way I hope it is, where it's Colorado 7-6 and then Tampa 2 nothing. I think it's going to be a, a balance of both. It's never going to be clearly Tampa has won this game or clearly uh, like Tampa's won this game with defense or clearly uh, Colorado won this game with offense. It'll be a mixture of both. It'll be regular hockey, nothing necessarily more than that. But it will go seven games. It will be interesting hockey, but it'll be Colorado. And that'll be the end of that dynasty conversation. The plain way that I can put this is – I. How this is all going to play out is I think that Colorado is going to have to rip that Stanley Cup right out of their hands. Yes. You know what I mean? To put some sort of an analogy to it, like uh, they're going to hold on to it in game seven. It's going to like third period. It could go to an overtime, like whatever it is. The Colorado Avalanche are going to have to rip that Stanley Cup out of the Tampa Bay Lightning's hands. Like it's it's it i think it's going to be a tough tough series i really do i i i'm i'm not saying it's going to be this massively overly physical series but it's going to be tough like it's going to be mentally tough yeah it is and i, it, I that's part of the reason why i have that fear cuz i don't yeah. know that colorado necessarily has that toughness um, it's just for a lack of experience. That's all. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yes, they've been in the playoffs before, and uh, there's been some disappointment that you can lean on, but not this far. And so you haven't had this kind of disappointment yet, where you've knocked on the door and had the door open just to find out that there's a chain on it and that you don't, you don't, you can't have access. And it's Tampa on the inside going, <laughs> and then they close the door. <laughs> And that and that's Colorado's that's gonna be Colorado's experience to lean on for next year, right? So that that'll be then. But I think this, this you reminded me of something that we talked about a lot over the course of the last month or so, which is uh, we talked about with Connor McDavid, and there's a couple other players that have it: Sidney Crosby, uh, Ovechkin. The will to make the the play go where you need it to go so you can win it you can will the game in a certain direction and we like i mentioned we got some players who can do that in the nhl and then we've talked about is there that in this series right now do you see that and exactly see your reaction right there in my mind that was the reaction i had i'm like oh jesus like you want to immediately go to the to the All Stars of Colorado, where you think you know Nathan McKinnon, McCarr, even Ranton and Landeskog, but do they have that will? Because that would essentially put them on the same platform as McDavid and Crosby, and that's and then I'm not not to suggest that you, there needs to be someone who will garner that much offense, not necessarily. I I, th- I think McKinnon okay for McKinnon sh- for sure does. Okay, like this guy's got fire in his eyes, type of deal. So, I think and he can will. It. I think he can will it, but to I, I, a point. Me, me too. Like he's he's gonna need somebody else pulling with him. And now, look, I mean, I mean, 
Crosby is is McKinnon's hero, basically. Like, I mean, you know, the true. I think I think both of them come from. Did they not come from this Cole Harbor? Both Cole Harbor, so. it, both mm-hmm. of them, right? I mean, like you know, he wants the cops. He's he, he dude. The guy lives with Sidney Crosby, or you know, yeah. trains with the guy during the summer. Like he, he there's a lot of Crosby that's rubbed that's off a good on point. McKinnon. So that's a good point. So that drive, that that desire, um, you know, cups to my legacy, whatever you want to add, okay. But that could I, be I, there. I, but I'm gonna need somebody. I think it's there with McKinnon flat out. Is that enough? Is that enough? I I don't I don't think so. If it's just McKinnon, it's not no, enough. No, but because... I see you went McKinnon. I would go, and this he's in my beauties and the beast. I would go Makar, even oh, though dude, he's no. young. I I, I think s- I I see like Manoke Mike said Paul Coffey. Like I got it wrong. I said Bobby Orr, but my uncle who knows way more about hockey than I do and is a brilliant man, he's right. Makar is Paul Coffey, where I do even though he's young, he's not necessarily. I want to say he's not proven, but. Geez, what more does a guy really need to do to prove it? Like, I do believe if Makar wants to, he can score when he wants to. He, I, I've, I feel I've seen enough out of him to go, that, that guy has the will. The same kind of will that McDavid has, that McKinnon has, that Crosby has. I think it's there. And I think because you've got McKinnon and you've got Makar, I, for Tampa Bay, I would say Kucherov and Samkos but I, with Stamkos, I would even drop it down a little bit because it's just, it's not on that. Sorry, it's not in the same level. Like I'll say Kucherov is on the same level as, let's say, Makar, but Stamkos is not in the same level as McKinnon. So I think that's where Tampa is a little bit more in trouble. Now, the flip side to that is they do have the will of Vasilevsky, which is a different type of will, but... It's the will to make the save at that crucial moment that will then get the puck down the ice and Kucherov will finish it off for you. So, well, I, I definitely think Makar's in there too, and I mean, even if he's not there, there, that's not exactly the greatest explanation in the world. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if he's not completely there, there is a little better. There you go. There you go. Um, or up to McKinnon's level, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be getting there because I look, the one thing that. The one thing that I, I'm, I'm comfortable with is the fact that McKinnon's your top dog. And that drive and that will will spread yeah. throughout the lineup because of it. Yep. I mean, I, I you know, I know we hear all the, the, the jokes and the memes that, I'm, you know, I, I don't think uh, uh, McKinnon has had like a grain of sugar since he was seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like he is super, super healthy, right? And, and I guess yeah. he, he gets on his teammates a little bit about it. From oh, what I okay. understand, from what I understand, you know, some, yeah, some, sometimes maybe a little bit more forceful than other times, but okay. either way, either way, I mean, I just think that this guy's built that way, right? Like in, in that Crosby yeah. mold, like he, yeah. he's going to lead by example and, and you're going to follow him. I mean, dude, this guy, like tell, if there isn't another guy that is motivated than McKinnon, I mean, he's been knocking on the door here. This guy has been getting paid ridiculously undervalued for years, man, for years. So this yeah. guy, like this guy wants it. Like, and, and I know there's tons of other players in the national hockey league that want it, but he has got some sort of will, man. And I think, yeah, 
somebody's like I said, somebody's gonna have else is gonna have to pull with him, or or come yeah. along for the ride and, and help the cause. But yeah. I mean, I I'd be happy if if he's the guy at the top of that pyramid. So that and this is exactly what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to segue into the beauties and the beasts as a result of it. But did you have anything else that you wanted to add about the series? Buckle up, folks, because this is going to be one hell of a Stanley Cup final. Period. (laughs) Exclamation mark. So for Beauties and the Beast this week, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different where I kind of wanted to pull into that concept of, okay, who are the players that are most likely going to will their team into a victory? And that's where I went with Vasilevsky, Makar, and Kucherov. Where you went with McKinnon, I went with Makar. Now, you're not wrong. Now, in my mind, I feel like McKinnon... I feel like there's a piece missing with McKinnon, but I think that's because I'm not giving him full credit. I think you're right. I think he does have it. Uh, I think he's got the pedigree. I think he's been around it enough to understand what it is to have that will. Um, I think he's, during the regular season, I think this is where I'm holding up. I think in the regular season, he's he, he plays such a great team game. And he and he worries about his teammate. Not worries, but like he he he's very inclusive. He wants his teammates and the whole team to just sort of like we're all one unit. Let's all get this going. So he worries about the little things and making sure the players are doing the other things. So he kind of sort of steps in and around. But I think in the playoffs, I think it's different. I think you're right. I think his hunger for it is. I don't know that there might be anybody who's hungrier for it than him. Um, people may not know that, but people in hockey know that McKinnon has been ready to kiss the cup for, for a very long time. And like you said, he, it's so much so that he was willing to take less money to stay within an organization that was going to build it the right way. He saw the future and felt he wanted to be a part of it. So he was going to sacrifice, but for the greater good now. The greater good has only just now showed up. So there's there's hunger that comes with having to wait with that. So I, I do think you're right. I think Picard has the natural God-given will. And I think McKinnon has the I've earned the will over the over time. So those are two different types of will, but I think they work together. And the fact that there's two of them. Now, there's other players who are pretty close to that too. They're just highly skilled and they fill in the gaps. And that's why Colorado is so fucking dangerous. But Vasilevsky has the will to stop every puck. He has a way to, you're going to hit the post, even if you do beat me, kind of will. That's what a goalie's will does. A goalie's will makes sure that he's always in the right position, even if he's not ready to make that save. And if, But it doesn't matter if he's in the right position you're not going to have that angle. That's his will. And it's impressive because Vasilevsky is doing some incredibly impressive things this year, but overall over his career to the tune of the fact that he absolutely needs to be in the conversation of best goalie ever. Because especially if he wins it this year, I mean, we've talked about Hasek being the best goalie ever and he's never won a cup. So if we're going to have that conversation, I'm sorry, Vasilevsky just does a little bit of everything. So he's my will on Tampa as much as Kucherov is as well. Because Kucherov, I don't know. Is Am I crazy for thinking that Kucherov doesn't get enough credit? He deserves more credit. He gets enough, I guess. But in my mind, it's like 
he is such a game changer. Like he really commands the game to answer to him when he wants it to. And that is will when he's out there and there's something that needs, he will figure it out. He will find it. He will push it through. That is will it's, it's not as a potent will as say a Connor McDavid, but it's as frequent. It, it's in the huge clutch moments. It's in fact probably even more so than McDavid. So Kucherov is absolutely there where I wouldn't have taken Stamkos just because, I don't know, I feel like Stamkos had his opportunities to prove that he had the will and he he, he just, he didn't pony up. It didn't happen. Um, he had some good series with back, this is back when he was with Le Cavalier and, and uh, St. Louis. Like he had some moments where he could, you know, take the torch he never really took it. It was kind of passed to him, right? Like he he kind of eased into his career. Great career, but just, again, never gave me that impression that like he's got that will. So that's why I went with Kucherov instead. But so, yeah, so that was, those are my th- three beauties going forward because they all ha- they all seem to have that will. You want me to shoot off my beauties here or do you want, do you have a beast this um, week? Well, I do have a beast and it's, it's uh, it's I'll I'll finish it off. It's the Boston Bruins for how they handled uh, Bruce Cassidy, um, and I honestly when I when I saw the uh, the announce or no actually it happened during the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah right it at the end of the show, the show last we week. found out. That's right. And my initial thought was like, you know what? It, it, it kind of makes sense. It's fine. Like they're they're going to retool and they're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, so you know, go out and get a different goalie. He's been there for six years. He's done well. And it's not to say that he necessarily deserves to be fired. It's just, it's more about changing direction because so many question marks with all their injuries and, and Petrus Bergeron not knowing if he's going to be coming back or not. Yeah. Get a new coach, find a new system because you're going to be in some troubled waters for the next little bit. But you do have some solid enough pieces to at least consider being back in the playoffs. But, you know, maybe you tank. Maybe you go out and get a coach and let him know that, listen, we're going to be tanking for the next couple of years and we're going to get some high draft picks. But... I didn't like finding out that they had that exit meeting and they told him that his job was safe and then show up at his house and fire him. And now some will say, well, you're showing up at his house, doing it face to face. That's, that's the right thing to do. It is, it is. But since you were going to fire him already, why not just, you know, yeah. Keep it consistent and do it over the phone. You can be in a jackass like that. Give the guys a false sense of security just to rip the rug out from underneath him. Then go all in. Do it from a phone. Send him a fucking text. Let him not find out until he reads it on Twitter. Like, if you're going to be an asshole, be an asshole. Own it. Like, I, I don't know why you would want to... If you're going to tell a guy he's his job is safe and then you want to you want to pull back on that, you call him into the office and you have a discussion with him and you see maybe he's still the right coach for you, but he needs to change how he's going to approach it. Or you call him in the office and you and you explain to him face to face, as a group, or because I, I guess it wasn't just well, who actually set, showed up at his house? Which it, uh, it wasn't Sweeney, was it? I think uh, Sweeney I think was, was one. Yeah, it was Sweeney. I think Sweeney. Okay, maybe Neely. Okay, well that's what I mean. Have all the ones who were involved in that decision sit down with Cassie and have a discussion with them. Do it as a group because you collectively went back on your word. So just sending Sweeney in is like, nah, whatever. Who cares? Just go to his house. It'll make it feel more respectful. I don't know. It just seems like a throwaway moment. 
and I didn't like the whole situation. And I honestly, at this point now, I don't know what the hell Boston's planning. Well, I mean, we were a little bit surprised ourselves, even whenever the news broke last uh, last week. Yeah. We, and and it was kind of funny because we had been talking about Boston. They were yeah. my uh, they were my beast last week uh, for the way that the uh, the future looks like it's going to go for these guys. I mean, with the injuries and and yeah. uh, and such that they're going to be dealing with, and then that news came out and. I think for me, Marty, the I would agree. It you know it didn't it didn't pass a smell test. That's for sure, uh, in regards to all of this. But uh, um, on I mean, on top of that, I, I think the thing that really kind of hit me out of the out of the news was the fact that uh, I think it's either a rebuild or a retool or a reshuffle or a re something in Boston because yeah. uh, you know I, I I gotta wonder if Pasternak is is not going to look elsewhere and maybe they're going to look to move him here over the next little bit as well to kind of kickstart whatever kind of reshuffling or retooling that they yeah. want to do um but yeah that that's kind of what hit me from that news last week and and again i just didn't i didn't like the way all that all of that went down but i mean that's happened sometimes in boston too like they're they're known to be a pretty fiscal uh fiscally responsible uh organization they don't you know get you're usually taking a hometown discount is what i'm getting at here yeah. uh if, if you're signing a long-term contract with the bruins um, but I mean, listen, there, you know, there's, there's some pretty good coaches that are, that are available out there right now. So, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe they, they see this completely different than the way I'm explaining it right now. And, and they see themselves as still a contender and they're just going to, all they're doing is just bringing a, a different voice in. I mean, listen, yeah. uh, the shelf life of a coach, if you've been in the same place for six years, let's face it, let's call it what it is. True. You're not doing too bad here. Yeah. So you know, sometimes the, with the group that comes in, maybe there was some youth that came in there that just didn't take too well to his message or whatever the case was. I mean, hell, for all I know, maybe Pasternak's not taken well to the message. You know what I mean? He's yeah. still kind of a youthful guy. I think he's only 26. So that could be, this could be one, uh, you know, a number of different things. But I, I mean, again, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to come off my point here. I do believe that the organization is looking to probably reshuffle and like i say retool whatever re you want to use uh <laughs> I, I think they're gonna try to switch it up a little bit and 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 what direction that takes i i don't think we're really gonna know here especially with the uh the injuries as well i mean you, i mean you're not gonna have you know two-thirds of that that lineup uh first line in in uh in boston available to you for the better part of three like months half or so. of the season yeah, yeah man like, jesus so there's so big they... decisions coming up in boston but that's kind of my take on it there, and and like I said, I, I do agree with you. I don't really, I don't really think it went down the way it, it should have. No, that's disrespectful. You don't need to do that. You don't need to tell a guy your job's safe, just and then wait a week and then show up at his house. You're fired. You don't need to do that. That's not. That's completely unnecessary. Be a, be a man of your word. Stick to it. And if you're if you're going to change your mind, because um, it wasn't just Sweeney. Like this was collectively they they agreed on this and that at least that would be my hope anyways um or sweeney surprised them all and said hey by the way i went to cassie's house today and i fired him and the rest of them are saying go what why would you do that for <laughs> oh no, no shut up unity shut up <laughs> it, it it will be interesting to see how this goes because it could it, it like i say it could i think it they couldn't. I, I think Cassie so. would have been fine he would i fine. think i think so too i think so too but obviously 
management sees something that we don't. So now yeah. with, with time, we'll figure that out as well. But uh, yeah. it, it will be interesting when this all comes down the pipe to see uh, why this was, was decision was made and, and see who yeah. sticks around really for that matter. Yeah. So, all right, who you got? So beauties for me this week. Um, I went a little bit differently than you. I, I guess I probably went more to a secondary scoring. Uh, I looked okay. at the. Uh, I looked at some of the players that might kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit to win you a series. Oh. Um, the first, the first three. Well, the three that I have down, I think are. are, are I mean, they they've definitely shown what they can do in in this particular uh, uh, year's playoffs. And we'll start off with Andre Palat. I mean, the guy's basically a point-of-game player, 16 points in 17 games, playing on the first mm-hmm. line in Tampa. Um, listen, this guy's been around. Uh, you, you know, he's been part of this core here, this core run for everything from the sweep in, in Columbus to, uh, you know, the cup wins here. So, you know, kind of yeah. an unheralded player, a uh, little bit of a jack-of-all-trades, can kind of, you, you know, he's that type of guy that can uh, – I think I said it uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's a blue collar type that can play with white collar players. So I mean, yeah, you throw him up there with Kucherov, and you throw him up there with Stamkos, and, and you know, and and if you need him on the third line, bingo. The, I mean, he, he's he's you can throw him everywhere in the lineup, and he's just extremely versatile and has been for a number of years. And I mean, obviously, he's showing what the value that he he, he is to that team, especially with a guy like Point Out, because he can kind of yeah. play. I don't want to say he can play exactly the same game, but you know, give you a little bit of give you a little bit of what point w- would be giving you, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. there's my first one in Palat. Uh, second one is Arturi Lekkinen. Probably a little bias there as a, a former Hab. You know, he uh, he was doing a little yeah, bit of damage right. for for us last year as well. So happy to see him uh, get that series clincher. And uh, you know, f- he's got 11 points in 14 games, so he's definitely uh, helping in regards to production. L- listen, kind of another jack of all trades. I mean. He's kind of a little bit in the mold of, of a Palat too, so you can kind of fit True. everywhere and kind of fit everywhere in your lineup. Super super uh, uh, underrated pickup at the deadline by Sakic for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, he, and and if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think he had to get the first round for it. I believe it was uh, Justin Barron, that defenseman, right shot defenseman, and um, or right D. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a second round pick that went with him. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, I'm pretty pretty sure that was the deal so yeah i mean palat and lekin these two guys kind of secondary scores on your team they're going to give you a little bit of a little bit of production and in particular Lek is uh definitely not a defensive liability so uh he's being thrown out there on the pk and anytime they kind of need to shut down uh any kind of a line he's out there as well and uh, we touched on this guy earlier in the program nick paul uh you know i kind of i pulled him from the list uh mainly because this is a guy who's basically worked his ass off here and, and, and played himself into a new contract next year. Um, the way he's playing for Tampa Bay, uh-huh. uh, he, he's giving Tampa Bay exactly what they were hoping for when they made that, uh, when made that deal. Just a yeah. guy that's going to kind of come in. They, again, they were just trying to kind of build up that third line again, I think, and just trying to recreate a little bit of that uh, mystique, if you will, uh, in whatever shape or form it took. It didn't have to necessarily, necessarily be as much production as they were getting out of that third line last year. But if this is a line that you can get out there and you know that they're going to change the complexion or the momentum um, of what's going on in that particular game, I mean, that's all you're looking for whenever you're, you know, you're trying to find some of those intangibles that we were talking about earlier on in the program. So again, yeah. uh, you know, Palat, Lekkonen, 
and uh, Nick Paul. Um, and actually, you know what? I, I was kind of surprised to see the guy's got 32 points. Like, I mean, I know it's not uh, anything fantasy uh, worthy there type of deal. But, you know, kind of a plugger getting you 30, 35 points a year. Can't really complain with that type of deal. And like I say, I mean, he's going to It's a broken a nice... season too, right? Because he got traded. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. take 32 with a grain of salt too. If he has a full season somewhere, maybe he produces a little bit more. He was doing well in Ottawa, so. Yeah. And as for my, um, as for my beast this week, uh, pretty simple. That Lafreniere headshot on uh, on Hedman uh, uh, the other night. And, and, and you know what, Marty? I, the reason I even brought it up is because he fucking knows better. Like, come on, he, you know, yeah. listen, I don't care how young you are. I don't give a shit what's going on in regards to the series. I don't care that you're, you know, it's the night you're being eliminated, whatever the hell's going on. Come on. Like, you know, that's like, come I, on. to me, that come screams on. immaturity. It's, it's exactly. somebody who's exactly. still learning. I hope, I hope one, and I, and I hope to God it wasn't a coach. I hope one of those players took him aside there after the game was over and just said, listen, like and, yeah. and however you would say that to somebody after them just being eliminated from the playoffs, like yeah. you know whether it was Kreider or whatever, there, hey kid, like you know, smarten up a little bit. Smarten That's up. the wrong move. Uh, yeah, Go after them if you want, but don't do that. Oh, like, Marty, I'm okay if he nails him into the boards and it's an and it's absolutely a, 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 le- a legal check, man. You want to you want to plaster yeah. him? Go in there, plaster him. That's part absolutely. of the game. Absolutely. But don't yeah, go after his is. goddamn head. I mean, the guy's head flipped like back there like as if he just had whiplash, for yeah. God's sakes. So, yeah. I mean... And imagine, so, like, and if you knock him out of the playoffs for the next series, what benefit is that of you? Like, like it's not... It's so vindictive rather yeah. than respectful. Play the game with some respect still. Like, you still need to do that. Lose with respect. Be a good... Don't be a sore loser. Come on, Alexi. Smarten up. Yeah, a little bit. All right, now listen. I really want I people like enjoy the playoffs. Like it, this is coming out, so this episode is coming out on the first day of the the, the finals. So enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy um, it, man. Take it in. Take it in. This Grab is a, a special series. Definitely two different kinds of teams going off. So it'll be interesting to see what what. If we can tell early on or if it'll take a little bit longer to get into the groove of this series, but it it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a, a really good one. I mean, plain out, Marty, I think I speak for us both. If you are a hockey fan, I mean, this is the type of Stanley Cup that you're this looking for. You I mean, aside from your favorite team being in there, which I get for all, you know, all the yeah. folks out there. Having yeah. said that, I mean, you know, and and don't tell me the league isn't happy about this either. So, I mean, yeah. other than other than having major markets in your final in your your final yeah. series, uh, you know, this this is this is two heavyweights. These are arguably two of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Let's have at it. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. And actually, I'll say this much too. I watching some of the the highlights over the the course of the playoffs. I have to say. Very impressed with Colorado fans. Uh, that oh, stadium yeah. looks exciting to be in when they are obviously when they're winning. Um, electrifying. I could feel it watching the just the highlights. I can feel it off of the screen. It's pretty impressive. And I and you know the, our our buddies over there at Beaks, you guys. I hope you're making it to um, a couple of games in the playoffs, if if not just one at least, because that. I want to hear about that. Um, I want to be able to experience it through you, vicariously through you. So go go to one. You should have maybe started a, a GoFundMe or something because, my goodness, I can only imagine what the price on those tickets would be. But still, the fans in Colorado are something else. That place is electrifying. 
we will have to get ourselves there and do a live show. Oh, yeah. The, the, on, the only yeah. thing that we will have to do is brush up on our Blink-182 lyrics. Oh, I got no issues with that. I raised my kids on that. They can Perfect. actually recite most of their songs. Excellent. So we're good there. <laughs> Excellent. I will have to brush up a tad. Sorry there, Beaks. All right. Uh, you know what? That's okay. You're going to enjoy the whole ride. Uh, oh, Blink yeah, man. is an absolute fun band to listen to. They're great for hockey, actually. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Or you can follow us on Twitter where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.